Feeling inspired by host Ron and Tyler? This episode of the Movie Buffs podcast is brought to you by the YouTube workout channel Time to Train Fitness. With all things YouTube, it's free. Jump into a bar class, crank out a cycling workout, or pump out a strength session. Everything you need to work out for free at home. Check out the description and subscribe today. You heard the promo about Time to Train Fitness and you're thinking, how do I get some dumbbells? There's really only two products that I recommend when it comes to at-home fitness, and one of those are the Core Home Fitness Adjustable Dumbbells. If you're already following the YouTube workouts, these are the dumbbells that I use, me, Tyler, and you've probably seen me adjust them between the weights super fast. Along with adjusting quickly, they go from five pounds to 50 pounds and feel great in the hands. Head to the link in the description and grab yourself a pair. You have the free workouts on YouTube and will now have the dumbbells to help you reach your fitness goals. Let's get to the episode. Welcome to another rankings episode in the Movie Buffs podcast. My name is Tyler Valencia and I got three shows for you that we're going to go over, give you a spoiler free kind of review of it. Yes, there's going to be some details in it, but I'm going to try my best not to ruin it. That's really the goal I have when I make and take notes for these shows is not ruin it for anybody because the goal hopefully is that you go listen and that you watch it. You watch one of these shows that you added to your list, gives you something to watch and that you come back, you engage and you tell me if you liked it or if I'm wrong, whatever that might be. Now with this one, this rankings episode, it was kind of tough. It was tough because none of them really stood out to me. None of them were like, oh, wow, you know, I'm going to go text the five same people I text each time about a new show and tell them how they need to watch it, X, Y, Z about it, yada, yada. Uh, All three of them, they were just good. There was something to watch. And maybe that's what you're looking for. Just looking for something to watch. I know that when my wife and I, when we're just looking for something to watch, we turn back to older shows that we watched together. It's either that or it's Beat Bobby Flay. And um, with the older show that we're watching, I mean, we're watching one that wasn't even that good right now. We're watching, we're, we are binging on Love on Netflix. If you know what that is, it's not a good show. Not at all. But that's kind of where we're at right now with, okay, there's not anything really coming out that... Uh, is that great? And sometimes you just need one of those shows. And so with this one and with the last one, I gave a uh, honorable mention to some shows that just didn't quite make the cut. Uh, I'll give <laughs> another honorable mention to National Treasure on Disney+. Plus. This is probably the last time that I'll mention National Treasure. I don't think it's going to make one of my rankings. I just... I. I probably wouldn't say anything good about it. Um, is it good to watch? Is it something you add to your list? Uh, if you liked the movies, I guess. But really, it's something that I just wait for it to be over. That 40 minutes, 45 minutes to be over. My wife likes it. She really likes like the movies. And for me, it's just not that entertaining. It's kind of cheesy and the acting can be suspect at, at times. But um, if you want to watch it, watch it. But I'll give it an honorable mention right now. Um, trying to make another rankings episode with uh, Severance. 
my sister really wants me to watch it. My younger sister, who has become a fan of the podcast, she wants me to watch Severance. I just watched the trailer again, and it's building on me. I've heard a lot of good things about Severance, uh, and I know that once soccer MLS starts back up for uh, for me, I will be buying Apple Plus because that's where MLS is going to be. And so that's maybe when I'll start watching it. But I might watch that free episode that Apple Plus gives you on all the shows. There's some other good shows on Apple Plus. Don't get me wrong. Um, they just don't really get that much publicity. But uh, Severance and then a lot of friends keep saying to watch White Lotus. And each time that we rewatch the, the trailer for it, I'm just like, what is this about? Why would I even watch this? But uh, we'll see. We'll see if it makes it. Uh, and lastly, before we get to the three shows, the rankings, I got to give an update on my last ranking. So check that episode out. I'll throw a link in the description. But I did talk about American Gigolo on Showtime. And as of yesterday, from the time of recording this, it has not been renewed for a season two. So I think um, maybe that helps you decide if you want to watch it or not. But it didn't get... <laughs> renewed for a second season. Okay, so let's talk about the shows that uh, are going to be in this rankings. There's Mo on Netflix, Hunters Season 2 on Amazon Prime, and then Kaleidoscope that's also on Netflix. And go back to the beginning of this episode, I mentioned that it was hard for me to kind of rank these because none of them really stood out. None of them were like, oh, wow, go watch this. And I'm going to put three with Mo. Now, you might even not know what Mo is. I can tell you that Mo's been renewed for season two already. And if you like Raimi on Hulu, if you know what that show is, you'll probably like this Netflix series with Mohammed Amir, who was also in Raimi. Uh, you might know him or remember him from Black Adam. He's like the comedic relief, the uncle, the funny guy in it. And I like him in Raimi. And he kind of plays a similar-ish character uh, in terms of he's loud, he's obnoxious. He really reminds me of a friend that I grew up with that he was the talker of the group, you know, that all your parents would know that that friend of yours that just talks his way out of everything. And th that's kind of his character. Um, I'm going to say this about this episode or this series that I like shows like Mo, Raimi, because I'll admit it, I'll admit it right now. And I might say some things that are incorrect uh, because I don't know much about people from Palestine. I don't know much about Muslim culture. Um, I don't even know much about the family dynamics of people from that religion, from that culture. And shows like Raimi, shows like Mo, give you that, uh, give you a look, give you some type of perspective on what they grew up with, what life was like for them. Are there some fictionalized elements? I'm sure there are. I don't know. I'm not uh, I'm not from Palestine. I'm not Muslim. I don't know. And I like these shows because it's unique. It's different. It's not watching the same thing over and over. It's not watching Saved by the Bell and where things are just all the same. And don't get me wrong. I watched Saved by the Bell growing up. That's just a joke. But the best example I could maybe give is when I watch comedy from Jokoi. Am I the most Filipino person? No, not at all. But some of the things he jokes about, uh, talking about maybe growing up in the Pacific Northwest, Seattle, the Navy elements. Yeah, I can relate to some of those things. And I'm sure there's a lot of Filipinos that can. So watching shows like Rami Mo, 
giving you perspective on their culture, I find that fascinating. Uh, I'm going to give you now the IMDb summary, and it kind of gives you an idea-ish of what it's about, and I'm going to talk about a little bit more after that. But here's the summary. Mo Najjar, who straddles the line between two cultures, three languages, and a ton of bullshit. The fictional Mo is a Palestine refugee living one step away from asylum on the path to U.S. citizenship. So that's actually a pretty good summary of what the show's about or what to expect. So he's a refugee. Um, and don't get me wrong, he even says right there, it's fictionalized. But uh, he's one step away from U.S. US citizenship. So throughout this whole first season, and each episode is roughly 30 minutes long. It's not like they're long episodes, but throughout each episode, you kind of get all the backstory, why he acts a certain way, what he's doing with his life, and why he has to do certain things. Now, the trailer that you're, you'll see on, on Netflix, you'll see that he's a wheeler and dealer, that he's a hustler, all these kinds of things. And you kind of get pretty quickly what his motivation is. So he's a flawed character. I got that sense right away watching this series. He's a flawed character and all the issues he's having in life, you get that sense why he's doing it, what he wants to do, what his plan is. And I'm saying that because it really came, um, and I vented about this to my wife about how with another popular show that's out right now is (laughs) The Last of Us, uh, with Pedro Pascal's character, I'm just having having a hard time right now getting his struggle, why he's a flawed character and why I should root for him. And I get that there's still backstory. There's still more coming. There's still flashbacks. Uh, but I will say in a shorter time span, the series, Mo, you got that sense pretty quickly. And that's just my opinion on that. And I think it's why it's well-written, why it's well-filmed, why it's, why it's well-shot, that those things come across pretty quickly. And one more thing about this show is that I have to give them credit too, that with Raimi, with Mo, um, and the creator, it's Mohammed and also Raimi, um, that they both, the shows I'm talking about, they take on difficult topics. Topics, storylines that you don't really see that often, that make you uncomfortable. And the real life, though, everybody can relate to those things. And in this series, I'm not going to give away the storyline of this, but in this show, Mo's oldest brother has Asperger's. And how do you give a character that has Asperger's a full character arc, integrate him into the story, connect him to the main character, to the motivation, to the storyline, to what's happening, to the asylum, all that kind of stuff? It's all really well done. I And I give them credit for take, taking something like that, that some shows you won't see elements, any of any of that. And yet they do it so well that it's not just a checklist. A, okay, we want to have um, you know diversity um, in our shows. And so we're going to have a character X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. We're going to do all this stuff. It's not just a checklist. This character is integrated into the story, into the fabric of everything, the main character, all this kind of stuff. And I really enjoyed that. As someone watching it, I really enjoyed that because you can tell that it there's a lot of 
intent behind it. There's intent for the story for also this type of character in a series. So that has been Mo, Netflix. You could go watch the full thing now. Season two has already been greenlit and it's coming. They're probably already filmed it or going to film it. And so be on the lookout for it. I know that it's already on my list. A quick promo break here in this episode. If you've been a fan of our podcast, you've probably already heard me, Tyler, one of your hosts, talk about the Naboso insoles. If you are ever wondering about, oh, what are insoles? How do they help my feet? Are they really useful? I got to tell you that I've been wearing these duo insoles for probably a year and a half now, and I think they're game changers. If you sit at a desk, if you are on your feet, so basically anybody for anybody in the world, they can really help with your health. If you ever have foot pain or if you have any type of issues with your feet, these can be a game changer for you. Hopefully you take my word on it. You head to the link in the description, you buy yourself a pair and you come back and you share it that, oh, I actually bought those insoles and they actually do work. You know, that'd be something that we'd love to hear, love to see, because that means that you're working on your health. That's it for the promo break. Let's get back to the episode. Getting to now the second show. And this one, it was, I'll say it's also a surprise because I probably would have, without watching this show, this series, I probably, if I didn't watch it, I probably would have put it number one without knowing. And the fact that I'm putting it two, it's kind of a letdown. And so it's Hunter season two. Hunters is on Amazon Prime. And talking about Hunter season one, I thought it was one of the most underrated series that didn't get much talk, didn't get much publicity, didn't hear much about it. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it comes um, from, uh, what is it, from Peel, uh, Jordan Peel. I think he's a producer, executive producer on it. I don't know if he's a writer. I should have looked that up. But uh, <laughs> one of the things that I thought was fascinating to kind of talk about this season two, and I just thought it was funny. So in the middle of watching this series, I remember I went on Am uh, sorry, IMDb and I was looking at the reviews for this show. And one of the ones that caught my eye was how somebody was like venting about how it was a bad attempt at a Tarantino show or a movie copying Tarantino and how Nazis are over their top villains. And just think about what I just said there, how the Nazis are over the top villains and relating that to Tarantino. Did they not see Inglorious Bastards? Is there anything of what I just said that is real? It's all fiction. It's there's very little historical truth. It's fiction. It's entertainment. And of course, people want to put their own narrative, bring in politics about it. There were other reviews about that on there. And it's just like, this is fiction. It's not real. This is for your entertainment purposes. It's not to change the world for any of that. It's to entertain you. Entertainment. Get that through your head. So... That was something that I read in the middle of watching this series. And it just kind of stuck with me because I, I think some of the times shows like this, they go over people's head because they want it to be the most historically accurate in terms of what happened in, during that time span with Nazis, with historical uh, events, things of that nature. And in season two, 
and this is the last season of it, they are basically going to go kill Hitler. That essentially Hitler uh, was able to escape. He didn't die. That he escaped to Argentina and that they, these hunters, these Nazi hunters were going to go find him and kill him. That's basically the premise of it, um, of this, of season two. Now this cast, it's, it's, it's a solid cast. It's led by Al Pacino. Um, I will say that if you saw season one, uh, I'm trying not to give away too much uh, with this spoiler-free review, but he's a very main, big main character, um, and I don't really need to say what else you might know him from. <laughs> like I'm going to do with the other ones, but uh, there's Logan Lerman. He's probably the main character of both of these uh, seasons. You might know him from Perks of Being a Wallflower or Fury. Um, there's also Percy Jackson. That was one of the ones I saw in there. Josh Radner. How I Met Your Mother. He's actually funny and he kind of grew on me. I didn't watch How I Met Your Mother, uh, but he definitely grew on me. His character did. He's funny in this as well. And there's lots of actors, actresses that you will recognize in this, in this series. If I just read their name, you'd probably be like, I don't know who that is. But you you watch it and you're like, okay, I've, I've seen that actress or actor in this movie, this TV show. And it's it's solid. It's solidly acted. That's the thing that gets me right right away from season one, season two. The acting is just top notch. The uniqueness of it is the story, in my opinion, of both season one, season two, is the story, the uniqueness of it. It's different. It's there's a lot of action, there's a lot of blood, there's a lot of shooting, knives, all that kind of stuff. Stuff that you'll see on HBO Max, stuff that you'll see on Showtime. It's right in that line. It's right online with maybe if you like the boys, how much guts hard how they go hard into the shooting the murders all that kind of stuff it is very much in that brand and so let me give you the imdb summary this is kind of more the uh, um it's kind of general but imdb summary in 1977 new york city a troubled young jewish man bent on revenge is taken in by a secret group of nazi hunters fighting a clandestine war against the cabal of high-ranking nazi officials and hiding who worked to create the Fourth Reich. So that's more of season one. Season two, like I mentioned, they're going to go kill uh, Hitler. And so that story and love interest, all that kind of stuff is wrapped into season two and how it kind of wraps up. And I'm going to give one of the pieces, and that's kind of stuck with me in terms of why I didn't maybe rank it higher. But uh, this doesn't ruin anything, but it was just a huge negative in my book. But... And you're probably going to notice it too if you watch it. But during any of the action scenes where they're shooting, everybody seems to have an incredible amount of ammunition. Their guns do not run out of ammo. They will just pull that trigger to the <laughs> nonstop and they'll just keep shooting. And they never seem to reload. There's no, I don't see any extra clips on them, ammo, anything like that. They just keep going. And so it kind of took away from the action personally for me. That they just, it just seemed like they, that they were just, I mean, they are, they're, they're holding real guns, but they just never seem to reload. But um, with it, uh, also, they, this season does have one of those out of the blue kind of artsy episodes um, that, uh, that always bugs me. And this one, I felt like there was, okay, there was a connection to it and it comes in and it all gets brought together but 
it was just a little too much for me. Um, and if you are wondering what I'm talking about, how series where always have like one of those artsy episodes and ones that just don't fit, fit in. Think about Breaking Bad when um, with the fly episode uh, that uh, when Walt in the um, the lab cooking and he's obsessed with getting that fly out and how that is just one episode. Or maybe if you're a Sopranos fan, uh, one of the times that um, Anthony gets food poisoning and it's him talking to the fish and all that kind of stuff and that type of show that or that type of episode. Um, they, they're just kind of out of place and I don't want to say they're filler, but though they just always seem to bug me and I always seem to skip over them when I'm watching a series, if I'm rewatching one. So that is number two in my book. So that leaves the last top spot for, uh, rankings in my book and it's Kaleidoscope. And this is on Netflix as well. And this show was kind of built up as one that, don't get me wrong, the idea of it is fascinating that if you watch it from different episodes, you get a different perspective on it, on the heist of it. So it's a heist series. Um, let me give you the, quickly the, the IMDb summary. So it's centered around the largest heist attempt ever, the vengeance and betrayals that surround it. Pretty, <laughs> pretty broad there. But um, the idea of it is if you say you watch from the third episode instead of the first, that you're going to get a different perspective on it. And uh, I think maybe why I don't talk about this one more, this series more, is because I didn't get it. Um, I felt like it was just a lot of backstory. It's all just backstory. And um, I can see it, though. I mean, we watched it from the beginning. We just pressed play on it uh, because we were like, oh, uh, do we start somewhere else? Does it kind of automate it for you? But I guess you can see from different perspectives. It's all kind of each one of them. So if you go to the series on Netflix, you click on it. Each episode is, is a color. And just like with a kaleidoscope, when you turn it, the colors change, the shapes change, all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of like, okay, each episode is a different year before or after the heist. And it kind of makes you think, okay, who did pull off the heist? What happened? Who, who turned on them? All that kind of stuff. All the motivations. It's a lot of backstory, a lot of motivations, why this character is doing something, why they are a piece of the puzzle in it, what shape do they play in the heist, all that kind of stuff. And that was part of why I wanted to watch it. Uh, the other part was the cast. Uh, it has Giancarlo Esposito, um, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. Um, he's a lovable character, great villain. But uh, to see him in this, um, this role, I mean, you want him to win. You like him. He's a fantastic actor. Uh, there's also Jai Courtney, um, who he's in stuff. I thought he was going to be a much bigger actor. Uh, you might remember him from one of the diehards. Um, or you could, what is he? Uh, what is it? It's not Captain Boomerang, is it? Um, I might be saying that super villain wrong, but uh, he's in the DC universe. He just died in the last Suicide Squad. Uh, Paz Vega. Uh, I was actually very surprised once I realized who she was in another movie. She's in Spanglish. She's Flora. Um, to see her speaking full English. 
Because I feel like when I read about Spanglish back when I first watched it, she actually didn't speak in any English in that movie, or she she didn't at the time. But um, she's one of the main characters in it. So it's a very well-acted show. That's one of the things. It's well-acted. It's well-made. Uh, there's maybe only one character actor in it that I didn't get, that I didn't really get her motivation, their motivation. And um, But other than that, well-made. Everything's good. It looks great. Don't get me wrong with any of that stuff. Action's great. Motivations, all that. You see there's maybe a couple plot holes in it where you're just like, oh, really? That's that's the twist. Um, when you finally watch the episode where the heist does go down, all that kind of stuff, the twist, all that. Ugh, I mean, I guess it is just hard to be super unique with your storyline, with the twist in it and a heist. But I just thought it was kind of lackluster. I just kind of thought it was there. You're watching all these episodes. It's kind of built up to be uh, pretty amazing. And it was just, eh, it wasn't anything really great. But that's my opinion on it. Um, like I said, I didn't really get the different perspective vibe. It, that How it was marketed. If you watch the trailer for that and the idea behind it. Cool idea. But it was just a lot of backstory with a lot of episodes. We binged it on like a Saturday just to finish it. And I guess that's, they did it right there where they got us to watch like four episodes in a row. That's like four hours of our life. And by the time we finished, it was like one in the morning, but we just wanted to see what, how it all happened. And then, so finally we get to that episode and we're just like, okay, dang it. Why do we say it for that? We should have just waited for tomorrow. But uh, that has the rankings for me, Mo, Hunter season two, Kaleidoscope, um, like I said, nothing really stood out for me with this rankings. Nothing was really like a, hey, I'm going to go text all my buddies, all my friends, my family, tell them, go watch this. It's super amazing. But uh, that's how I would rank these three shows. I'm going to be putting out some more rankings. Uh, got some ideas from the listeners on what to potentially watch. Thank you, as always, for tuning in for these episodes, the rankings, instant reactions, and our full episodes in the Movie Buffs podcast. As always, share it up, reviews, all that kind of good stuff, and I will see you in the next one.